is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hi there, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 443, recorded on Thursday, August the 8th, 2019. 4.43, almost 4.44. We're getting so close to 4.44, man. I I don't know what we're going to do to celebrate. Uh, Yeah, all we're going to use is the word four. Four. Four, 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 four. There you go. Well... 4.44, Jason, will be coming in about a week's time from right now as we record this. Uh, And that will be because Fear the Walking Dead returns this Sunday on the 11th, and we'll be recording our discussion about that next week. Uh, But that's 4.44. We are on 4.43, and we are here today to do something different, do something else. Would you like to know what that is? (laughs) <laughs> I, I already know. Oh, okay. Why don't you tell everybody else? Okay, good, good. I'm glad you know. Uh, we are going to do the Walking Dead news, which is not really that unusual for us. But after that, we're going to have a chat about the British zombie series Dead Set, which is something we've been promising to do for some time now. And I didn't want to put it off anymore. So last week I said, Jason, sit down, watch Dead Set. You have like six days to do it. Do you think you can do it? And you said yes, and then you did it all in one day. I did, yeah. So it didn't take long. No, that's the nice. You thing You did about it, it all in one day too, right? No, I actually did it in uh, three days. Three days, wow. Yeah, I. To be fair, I finished it today before oh, we okay. were recording. So good man. Yeah. Um. So we're going to talk about Dead Set, but first we're going to get caught up on the Walking Dead news. So cool. Why don't we do that right now? The Walking Dead news. All right. Um, Some of our news here today, Jason, is about The Walking Dead. Some of it is about Fear the Walking Dead. And there's even a news item about the new currently untitled Walking Dead spinoff show. So we're covering the full spectrum here. Is it called Bob the Walking Dead? Uh, No, I don't think so. But I do have... You you don't know for sure, though, right? Uh, No, I I don't know for sure. Um, (laughs) But I do have a feeling I know what it's called. Oh, okay. You don't want to tell me? No, I'm going to tell you. I'm just trying to remember what it is because they released a, uh, like a teaser video for it, which kind of just showed the faces of the new, new characters and stuff like that. And at the end of it, it said something like, you know, welcome to a new world or something like that. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be called the walking dead colon a new world. Yeah, I, I'd like to think it's going to be called Sheer the Walking Dead. Sheer, just just yeah. shave them. <laughs> Sheer, well, you know, shave them or you know, cut them in half. Use a pair of shears on them. Yeah, I stab, suppose stab them in the head with a pair of shears. That that would that would work. Uh, or if they're sheep, you shear them. But uh, I don't know. I would really not be surprised if it's The Walking Dead: A New World. I'm really, I really don't like the idea of having a a colon in the name of anything. Yeah. So I, ho- I hope it's not the Walking Dead colon, a new world. I mean, it might, it, the colon might not be there, but those words I think will be there. Uh, and if there is a colon, we have to pronounce it. So otherwise, well, yeah. otherwise, how do you know it's there? Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get to that news in a minute. The first item I have here is that they've cast a new character from the comic book in um, the main show for season 10. Is it a character that I've heard of? No, probably not. I don't think. I mean, I'm not sure at this point, but the character is... is it Bob? No, it's Dante. Dante, okay. Yeah, so, I, I, all don't, right. I don't know if you know Dante, having only read up to issue number 100, but... No, I, I know of his Inferno, but that's it. Okay, well, different Dante. Oh, okay. That right. makes sense. Good. Uh, Dante is going to be played by Juan Javier Cardenas. And I do apologize if I've mispronounced any of that, but this is a guy that has been in a number of TV shows, including SWAT, Snowfall, and Damnation, none of which I have seen, but I looked at his picture on IMDb and he kind of looks familiar to me. So I, I don't know where I've seen the guy before, but it maybe must be something, maybe a a bit role somewhere, but uh, he's kind of known for those three TV shows and he, he definitely has some level of popularity. Sorry, what were those TV shows again? SWAT, 
S W A T with periods periods in between. Special weapons and tactics. There you go. The other one is Snowfall. Okay. And the final one is Damnation. Never heard of any of those shows. You haven't heard of SWAT? No. Well, I know what the SWAT team is, but I'd never heard of a television show called SWAT. Well, he had a recurring role on all of those. I think all of them have had multiple seasons. So no, I, I don't know those shows either. Although I've at least heard of a couple of them. But like I said, I found his face kind of familiar. So he could be just one of those people that you think you recognize because he, yeah. I don't know, has a friendly, inviting face, maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I, I, I don't really know anything about the guy other than that. Like Guy Pierce. It's just, it's, he seems like a guy that you would know. Really? Okay. For me, yeah. Should take another look at Guy Pierce and see if he lives <laughs> next door to me or something. <laughs> yeah. I just, he, he's always struck me as a kind of a guy that I thought I would know. Hmm. All right. He, he seems like the, to me, he seems like the guy that would be riding down the street on a bicycle with a six pack of beer on, on the handlebars. Oh, I mean, I know you grew up with lots of guys like that and I've, yeah. I've, I've known people that would do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how he strikes me, Guy Pierce. Seems like a friendly bicycle riding beer carrying guy. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette, carrying a case of beer on his handlebars, <laughs> riding a bike. You know, that's it's not, Friday night right there. I mean, it's not the eighties anymore, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but Good. this, you know, he has a shirt on, whereas, you know, if it was the 80s, he would not be wearing a shirt. Good point. Good point. In my, yeah, in my head, he's wearing a shirt. Okay. Well, Angela Kang has th- had this to say about Dante, the character. She said, he is this roguish, fast talking, sometimes charming, sometimes annoying guy who can sometimes put his foot in his mouth, but he is an interesting presence in the comics. So I guess that's why they're bringing him to the show. Cool. Yeah. So uh, for you comic readers out there or Dante fans, look forward to that in season 10. No idea when he'll be introduced in the season. Could be early, could be late. Uh, We'll have to wait and find out. Do people name their kids Dante? Like, do you know anybody named Dante? I do not, but I'm sure they do. Are you sure? Well, I, you know, with all the babies being born all the time, I bet you there's one or two Dantes sprinkled in there at some yeah. point. Well, there's a whole bunch of Khaleesi's now, nowadays. So oh, yeah. Why not a Dante here and there? Yes, of course. I mean, people are going to name their kids after whatever they want these days, it seems like. Uh, all right. Our next item comes from Fear the Walking Dead, and this is also about new characters, but in this case, it's four new characters. Wow. So most of the original cast is gone, but they're being replaced with new cast. So I don't have a lot of information about these characters, but I do have the actors. The first one is Holly Curran or Curran. Now you might know her from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, a TV show that's on TV if you've ever seen it. Nope. Never heard of it. All right. Colby. I, for somebody who watches a lot of TV, I'm surprisingly <laughs> out of touch here. I feel kind of weird. Okay, well, here's here's one that you're going to know, uh, or at least the show. Okay. I, I, I don't know if you've watched it, but I have a feeling you've heard of it. So Colby Minifee from Jessica Jones is joining Fear the Walking okay, Dead. Okay, I know Jessica Jones. Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen the first season. At okay. least that's on Netflix. Yeah, that's right. I, I've seen the first episode of Jessica Jones, so I, I don't know much about it. Uh, but Colby Minifee... I guess is how you pronounce that. And she is joining Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, The next guy, Peter Jacobson, he was on House. He was on The Americans and he was in the first Michael Bay Transformers movie. So that's a guy you might at least recognize if you saw him. He's been acting for a long time. All of those three things I've seen. I've seen all of House. I've seen all of The Americans. I've seen the first Transformers. So uh, I can't say any more about any of the other ones. I think I may have seen the second Transformers, but if he wasn't in that, then I probably haven't seen it. I don't believe he was. I think he was just in the first one. But I I know if you looked up Peter Jacobson, you'd recognize him, probably even having not seen those things, because he's been around a long time and done a lot of acting. My keyboard's too clicky. I don't want to type. I know. So I can't look it up right now. All right, maybe later. Uh, And then finally, another Colby, this time Colby Holman. And Colby is a newcomer. No other acting credits. Uh, maybe one like um, extra appearance in a short film. So, oh. you know, that counts, he, but hardly. Is he a baby? <laughs> no, he's not a baby. Not a baby? Okay. I don't think so. Um, he said he was a newcomer, so. 
Could be a baby. Babies are all newcomers. That's true. I I don't think newcomer to life. I think newcomer to the entertainment industry. It happens. Like some people start acting in their 40s. Yeah, that's true. um, I forget his name. Anyway, look at him. Some people just, you know, do a smattering of little things and then, you know, start taking acting roles full time in their uh, late 30s. I mean, that would be great. I, uh, I hope my acting career kicks off any day now. I really hope mine doesn't. Oh yeah? I really, I really don't like seeing myself on TV. I hope my professional hockey career takes off any day now. That would be great. See, that would be cool. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just say that I have a face for podcasting. Well, Audio only podcasting. Dude, if, um, that other guy that you were talking about, uh, if he can act, you can act. I don't know. I know I can't act. Philip Seymour Hoffman, if he can get roles, come on. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, no. I, I, I think the the look, yeah, but acting-wise, I don't have anywhere near that kind of chops. I know, but I'm going, I'm talking about the look. I look like Philip Seymour Hoffman? <laughs> no. <laughs> In your mind? No, that, no, no, no. You, you, you said you had a face for radio, though, and I'm, I'm thinking if anyone else has a face for radio, it might be that guy. Oh, I don't know. If a lot, Not a lot of people on TV have a face for radio. That's true. Or on movies. That's, I've seen some people on the radio. They are a good looking bunch. Yeah, of course. All right. Um, next item here. So I have all the Fear the Walking Dead season 5B episode titles, and I thought I'd read them off here. Now, just in case you are very, very spoiler averse, I guess the episode titles could be considered spoilers, but not really. I don't think because they're so vague. Um, is one of them Morgan dies? Is that one of the titles? That's episode that fourteen. How did you know? <laughs> See, that would be a spoiler. That that would be a spoiler. Yeah, but Morgan dies. John Dory dies. June dies. The These show are all episode titles. The so show is canceled. Suck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> canceled show. Yeah, that's not going to happen because we know it was renewed for season six. But yeah, uh, so here are the episode titles for episodes nine through sixteen of Fear the Walking Dead. If you don't want to hear these jump ahead, uh, but trust me, I don't think they're that spoilery. Episode 9 is called Channel 4. And this is going to be the one that's kind of shot found footage style, which we talked about last time. So Channel 4 kind of makes sense there. Episode 10 is called 210 Words Per Minute. That's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. I don't care if you're talking or typing, that's a lot of words per minute. Right, so somebody's going to be chatting real fast. Episode 11 is called You're Still Here. Hmm. Somebody's still there. Yeah. Episode 12, and I apologize if I mispronounce this, is called Nertamid, or maybe Nertamid. Now, I looked this phrase up, and from Wikipedia, I I found- Wait, wait, let me guess. Yeah. Not scared? Uh, No, I have a whole paragraph of what it means. It's it's not really a translation. It's the, it's, it's a- uh, it's, it's a phrase in a different language. Okay. So from Wikipedia, in Judaism, the sanctuary lamp is known by its Hebrew name, Ner Tamid, which in Hebrew means eternal flame or eternal light. Hanging or standing in front of the ark in every Jewish synagogue, it is meant to represent the menorah of the temple in Jerusalem, as well as the continuously burning fire on the altar of burnt offerings in front of the temple. It also symbolizes God's eternal presence and is therefore never extinguished. Nice. So I I thought that was a great description and, you know, you could probably speculate on a lot what that means in relation to the episode, Naritamia. Yeah, Yeah, I look forward to that episode. So I apologize again if I've mispronounced that. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, Episode 13 is Leave What You Don't. So that, of course, is kind of like the other half of Take What You Need, Leave What You Don't. Yep. From last year. Episode 14 is called Today and Tomorrow. You know, lots going on both those days, I guess. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. Episode 15 is called Channel 5. Oh. So kind of like the sequel to Channel 4, or maybe we're getting another Althea found footage type episode. Maybe. And finally, episode 16, which is, I mean, I think a, a an appropriate title for the final episode of the season. It is End of the Line. Oh. So there you go. Didn't we have a similar title for the Terminus episode? 
Um, Because Terminus kind of sounds like end of the line. Maybe that's what it's reminding me of. Could be. I'd have to go back and look at what that episode was called. It was a while ago now. Uh, Anyways, those are the episode titles for Fear the Walking Dead Season 5B. Maybe they mean something to you. Maybe they don't. But uh, the first one starts on Sunday night, Channel 4. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, Wait. No, okay. You said Channel 4. I was like, it's not on Channel 4. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why they named it Channel 4, just for confusing conversations like that. Well, yeah. And then the last episode should have been called AMC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to make it even more confusing. All right. Let's talk about the new spinoff show here for a second, Jason, coming from AMC. That's going to be set in the Walking Dead universe. Deadline reported that an actor by the name of Nico Tortorella is joining the show in a leading role. Now, I and here's another actor I don't know, but he was on a show called Younger, and apparently he's known for that show. Are you familiar with it? It sounds vaguely familiar, but no. Okay, me either, I'm afraid. I don't know Younger. He was also in The Following, that movie with, or I mean that show with Kevin Bacon. Have you seen that one? That one I, that one I know. We, we did see the first uh, half season, I would say. Okay, well, I again, haven't seen it, but I have at least heard of it, and I know who Kevin Bacon is. Yep. Uh, um, and Nico Tortorello was in Scream 4 all the way back in 2011, which is definitely a movie I've seen, uh, but it's, you know, a little bit old at this point. It's been a while, so I couldn't... Well, let me ask you this. Are the Scream movies worth seeing? I've never seen one. Oh, I think they are. I think they're quite enjoyable, actually. Even, even you know, all four of them, for the most part. Um, okay. I, I couldn't sort of tell them apart now in my brain because they've all blended together, but there's definitely some good stuff in the Scream movies. They they, they kind of tear down the genre a little bit, right? They're very self-aware, and, right. uh, and I kind of enjoyed that. Plus, it's Courtney Cox and uh, Nev Campbell, right, and a bunch of other main, uh, known people that are kind of doing fun stuff, so I would watch them. I would. Okay, I'll put them on the list. All right, and if you get to Scream 4, you'll see Nico Tortorella. And All right. Uh, maybe, you know, I don't know what his role is, but he's in there. Uh, Deadline said this about his character, which is named Felix. They say, Felix is described as an honorable man of his word who isn't afraid to fight for others' safety and acceptance. Well, that sounds very honorable. honorable. So a good guy to have around, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> um, and then just I wanted to... Uh, I have a few notes about this new series coming up, uh, which I thought, you know, just expands our knowledge a little bit on it for now. Deadline said that the untitled third series will focus on the first generation to come of age in the apocalypse as we know it. Some will become heroes. Some will become villains. In the end, all of them will be changed forever. Well, there you go. Isn't that nice? It's a great description. (laughs) That sounds like a teen drama to me that's i think kind of what this show is going to be they're doing man they're doing the walking dead like cw version okay well i we may not be the target audience for this my friend we were definitely targeted by the walking dead yeah definitely definitely but you're right we may not be the target audience for this Uh, that doesn't mean i'm not going to give it a chance i'm i'm going to watch it or at least try to watch it um but you know, if this really isn't for me, maybe this is the first Walking Dead show that I don't continue with. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm I'm interested to see how uninterested I am. <laughs> you never know, man. Maybe it'll go the other way. Maybe you will love this thing and then you'll you'll become a huge fan of all this kind of stuff. I've watched weirder shows. I'm I'm sure you have. Yeah, recently. Would you like to name one? Well, re- reluctantly, but I guess I brought it up. So, uh, recently, I just watched the entire run of the Gilmore Girls, or sorry, just Gilmore Girls. Don't add a the, yeah. No, yeah, don't add the the to that. So, uh, yeah, Rory and Lorelai, I seem to have, uh, I know what's going on with the Gilmore Girls. It was always this show that was kind of in the background. Like, I knew about it, but I never really understood it, so I decided to watch it. Well, good. I'm glad. And, uh, 
there you go. This is your gateway into this kind of TV. Well, no. maybe. well, yes and no. I mean, my criteria for watching some television shows are it has to be very talky and there can't be any action or car chases. And Gilmore Girls kind of fits that bill. All it is is people talking to each other. And that's fine. That works for me under certain circumstances. So that's why I watched all of House. That's what, because that's all it is. People talking to each other. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I watch, uh, there's a lot of shows that I watch that uh, the only reason I watch them is because there's no car chases. So, <laughs> it's not or any you, fight scenes. It's not that you don't like car chases. The point is that you can put it on and, and kind of listen to it without staring at it the whole time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Other shows like uh, Daredevil or even, you know, The Walking Dead or other shows that ha- that do have action, that do have character, that are worth paying attention to, I don't watch in those circumstances. I set aside time to watch those shows. So things like Gilmore Girls, you can just put it on in the background and they talk at you. And if you miss a half a conversation, nobody gives a shit. I certainly don't. Got it. Okay. Well, that's good. Anyways... Uh, maybe, maybe this untitled Walking Dead series will be like that for you. That being, that being said, the director for the first episode has been announced and this is a guy, I'm having a bad day for pronunciation. So this is a guy whose name is Jordan Voigt Roberts. I think it's Voigt, V-O-G-T, Jordan Voigt Roberts. And he's the guy that directed Kong Skull Island from a couple of years ago. Oh my God. Right. And before that, he did a movie called The Kings of Summer, which I haven't seen, but uh, I've seen post. I saw posters for for a while there when it came out. And then he did a TV show called You're the Worst. Don't know that one. So he's definitely got some acting. I mean, some directing chops, especially with a movie as big as Kong Skull Island. Wait, you liked that movie, didn't you? Well, listen, to be fair, I started watching it on a plane and I had to turn it off after the first 20 or 30 minutes. But they the, put a, that movie on a plane? But Are the, they crazy? But the first 20 or 30 minutes I actually really liked, yes. And I always always have meant to go back and watch the rest of it. They can't put movies like that on a plane. That They're movie not. involves a plane crash. It doesn't matter. I've seen, you see all kinds yeah. of stuff on planes. I've, you know, um, what's the Mission Impossible where he's hanging off the outside of a plane? I watched that on a plane too. Yeah, that plane doesn't crash. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Whatever. He gets on the plane and then he jumps off the plane and then... Well, Where's the plane go after that? He gets into oh, the, plane. the plane. The plane just keep, keeps going, right? He gets, anyway, spoiler for that movie, I guess. Well, uh, all, all I'm saying is that doesn't, that kind of thing doesn't bother me because I can separate movie from real life. And so it's. No, good. I know like in enlightened people like you and me and all of our listeners. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but generally those stress inducing movies, they kind of exclude from plane crashes. Yeah, fair. Uh, sorry, from planes. <laughs> not, not all planes crash. I don't know if you know that. Most of them are fine. <laughs> the vast majority, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, most. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, it's not a problem for me. I, I started watching it on a plane, really liked what I saw, and so I'm kind of curious to go back and see the rest of it. Anyways, Jordan Voigt Roberts is directing the first episode of this show, and that, for for me, gives me a reason to watch it, because... You know, everyone else in the world may have thought that Kong movie sucked, but I didn't. And, uh, you know, I guess I got to finish watching it before I can make a real assessment. But anyways, this guy at least, you know, isn't some unknown director that has no idea what he's doing. Right. Okay. He, he, I'll give you that. He he very well me a very well be a known director that has no idea what he's doing. But, you know, that's well, I got to yeah. watch to find out. We've, we know some known directors that don't know what they're doing. That's true. That's true. Um, the show is currently filming in Virginia. So now we have Walking Dead shows filming in Texas and filming in Atlanta and filming in Virginia. Nice. Which isn't confusing at, at all since The Walking Dead takes place in Virginia <laughs> now, <laughs> more or less. Uh, and they've said that this show will premiere in spring 2020. Oh, good old 2020. Good old 2020. That's not too far away. We just have to get through fall and then winter, and then it's going to be spring. It's funny because finally I can see 2020 coming. I know. Before it was just like this nebulous future, holy shit, 2020, what the hell is going to happen then? But now I can see it coming, 2020. It's right around the corner. See what I'm saying, 2020? Yeah, I get it. Vision, I can see it. (laughs) Hilarious. It's a bit of a joke. Uh, a bit, I would say a bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> 2020, uh, you know what? 
the reason I didn't react to your joke is because I realized that I can pretty vividly remember the year 2000 switching. And now that was 20 years ago. And that kind of made me depressed. Oh my. Yeah. Long ass. I remember somebody in the early nineties, it was Jackie, my friend, Jackie. She said, uh, you know, that Prince song, we're going to party like it's 1999. Uh, she said, because that song was written in the eighties and it was just like, we're going to party like in that future time frame and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. She said, uh, someday we're going to think of that song and think that, uh, party like it's 1999 is so 1999. Well, way so far in the past. And someday we're going to be even post that feeling. And I think we're already there. Oh yeah. We're so there. Yeah. So what we're trying to say is we're old. That sucks. (laughs) Um, finally I have, kind of a spoiler for the new show. Oh. Not so much, but again, I like to, I want to warn people of this. Um, but there was some information about what is, go- about a particular scene in, in the premiere episode of the new show, because, you know, they had to shut down some streets to film and there were people around and the news wrote and, you know, uh, the local news picked up on it and stuff like that. So if you don't want to know, Something that's going to happen in the premiere episode. We're going to talk about Dead Set in about two minutes from now. So jump ahead. Yeah. So clench your ear holes closed. Clench them closed. Yes. (laughs) Do that. That's weird. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, according to the news, the local news in Virginia, there will be a plane crash, speaking of, (laughs) featured in the first episode of this new Walking Dead show. And they know this because they brought in an actual 737 fuselage to film in and they dumped it on the road and, uh, and used it for shooting. Wow. That's exactly what they did with the pilot of Lost. An actual plane. Yeah. They used an actual, I think it was a 737 as well. Maybe. Well, this was, this is a 737. That's, that's funny because the, uh, the head of the studio that greenlit that episode got fired for it. Well, yeah, that. I mean, it was so fucking expensive. That was a mistake, um, but I guess they didn't think so at the time. Yeah, but we've all learned from that. So now you can, you know, chop up a seven thirty seven and bring it onto a, uh, you know, a television set and mm-hmm. film a pilot because that's the thing to do. It's the thing to do. The Nowadays. lost, the lost pilot was the most expensive ever. Maybe still is. I don't know. To shoot. Yeah. Well, in today dollar, today's dollars. Yeah. I mean, inflation and shit. Well, yeah, but at the time, it was the most expensive pilot ever shot, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, So there you go. That's all the information we know about this new show um, and all the Walking Dead news we have for now. Cool. All right, Jason, let's talk about Dead Set. Mm -hmm. So this is a British miniseries that is now already... 11 years old. It was in 2008. So they're not going to make a season two? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Came out in 2008 and it was written by Charlie Brooker, who was the guy that is the creator and I guess head writer for the current Black Mirror series, which is right. a show I love so much and I'm pretty sure you're fond of. I do like it. Yep. So um, we wanted to go back and watch Dead Set. Uh, in my case, I had seen it before. But I saw it, yeah, I saw it when it was relatively new. So like a decade ago, I saw it. So I I must admit, I did not remember that much about it. So I was excited and curious to go back and watch it again. But the uh, um, synopsis here from IMDb is, During a fictional series of Big Brother, a zombie outbreak occurs, but the housemates are unaware of the impending doom outside of the Big Brother house. Which I don't think is very accurate, to be honest with you. Why not? What what part of that is not accurate? I mean, fictional series of Big Brother, accurate. Zombie outbreak occurs, is not, accurate. Yeah. But then it says that they're unaware of the impending doom outside. I mean, they're really only unaware for about two-thirds of the first episode. By the end of that episode, they know exactly what's going on. Yeah, well, the idea behind this is, this is the premise for the start of the show. Yeah, and this okay. is the information I've given you. So at the time, like, I think it's accurate up to a point. It's like, you're not going to describe the show's ending, right? We are, but that's because we're reviewing the thing and not trying to entice people to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, I guess that's the premise to start. And, uh, 
I just feel like they could have left the last part of that sentence off and it would have been just as good a synopsis. So, well, it, from what I know of Big Brother, uh-huh. and I never, I never, I've only seen like half of one episode at a friend's house and I think I had to leave <laughs> because I was so annoyed with the fact that, that he insisted on watching one of the seven episodes of Big Brother that were being aired that week because uh-huh. they did a lot of airing of Big Brother bullshit. Anyway, uh, from what I know of Big Brother is that once you go into the house, you're on a complete and absolute information lockdown. Like you do not get information from the outside world at all in any way. Mm-hmm. And so that is to me why uh, this worked as a Big Brother episode or a Big Brother um, uh, type of show because they wouldn't know what's going on. They're the complete information blackout. I remember uh, my friend who loved Big Brother. I'm not sure if it's still on or not. Is it on? I don't think they'll make that. I don't think Big Brother by is on, but there's millions of like spin-off yeah. follow shows, follow-up shows to it, yeah. All right, people in a house show, right? So, uh because they don't want any uh any information about Big Brother, any of the the media hype to influence anybody's actions inside the show. So they're on a complete blackout. Uh, I remember that one time there was a big controversy because somebody had hired a plane with a banner to give information to the house that just flew around the house so that they, when they were out in the yard, they could, they saw the plane with the information. And that was a big deal. Oh my God, information's getting into the house. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so it is kind of funny. So they, uh, they stopped that kind of thing from happening ever again, somehow. I'm not sure how, because I never watched the show. But as a premise, this kind of worked for me. Because they wouldn't know about the uh, the zombie outbreak right away, because um, uh, they're they you know the idea is that there's a complete information blackout. So mm-hmm. as a premise, Big Brother works for me. It's a good idea context. for yeah. for a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it's not a zombie apocalypse idea. Right. Well, and apparently I read somewhere that there was a whole bunch of cameos from Big Brother uh, winners and losers from previous seasons on, on dead set. You mean? Yeah. On dead set, they had cameos from actual big brother people. Well, the only one I know of is the, um, the, the TV host that you see at the beginning of the first episode. Right. Um, who, uh, um, okay. We're going to spoil big dead set everyone. Just so you know. Yeah. We're not going to spoil big brother. No, we don't know anything about I don't know how I couldn't even do that if I tried. <laughs> uh, they all survive. I mean, there you go. I spoiled big brother. Um, <laughs> sure. Dead set. Uh, we will spoil. So if you haven't seen it, I do recommend you go watch it. I think it's very, very good. Um, but we're going to talk about it now. So what I was going to say is in terms of uh, cameos or like real life people coming on, that TV host is an actual British TV host celebrity who yep. may have done the Big Brother British show. I'm not totally sure about that. And she becomes a zombie in it very quickly. Right. And... I think, and I think most people agree, does a great job as yeah, a zombie she was great. on yeah. this on this show. Um, but anyways, there are, on Netflix anyways, there are five episodes of this. It's kind of six episodes made into five because the first one is double length. They're only 20 minutes each, so it's a pretty quick watch. That's why you were able to do it all in one day. Yep. And I did two one night, one one night, and two uh, this afternoon. Um, and... So it's easy, um, and I think it was really, really good. <laughs> Overall, I really liked this as well. I, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure that I would, yeah, because I knew, you know, from the outset how much I hated Big Brother. Yeah, but as a premise, this is fine because it's it. You know, it's not Big Brother. It's a zombie apocalypse set with in a Big Brother house, which yeah. I liked. Yeah, exactly. Now, I I was saying before, it's been about a decade since I watched this for the first time, so. I didn't remember very much about it. The only things I had in my mind were kind of the the main character, uh, Kelly. I kind of remembered her. And obviously I remembered that it was a Big Brother house. And I remembered some of the things that happened in the house. But yeah. I hardly remembered anything else. I forgot all about Patrick, that the sort of producer character, who's right. probably the, you know, b- unbelievably largest asshole 
I've ever encountered on TV. Okay, um, so let's talk about him just for a second. Well, hold on. I just want to say I okay. forgot all about Patrick. I didn't remember anything relating to Rick's story, her boyfriend, like the journey he goes on from where he yep. is to get back there. And um, and and I didn't really remember too much about any of the rest of the the characters in the house, which is weird. So um, I really felt like I was watching this pretty fresh, almost like it was the first time for me. And um, and yeah, I really, really loved it. But uh, what do you want to say about Patrick? Well, Patrick, I really liked because uh, he wasn't just, you know, a grade A card carrying asshole. He was a certified grade A card carrying asshole from before the zombie apocalypse happened. Like he, his character did not change and we knew how much of a shithead he was long before the, well, not long, but before the zombie apocalypse happened. And he just continued with that the entire, for the entire run of the show. I guess. And I, but and I really liked it. I, I feel like it amped up. I mean, he started, well, you know, people get amped up in, a, sure. in stressful situations. Right. And he just, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he had some bowel troubles, right? <laughs> That's we gonna... know he had some bowel troubles. Yeah. Uh, Cause he had to poop in a bucket mm-hmm. and uh, it was apparently unpleasant to be in the room. And he had to poop in the bucket. Yes. And then at the end, when he was getting eaten by zombies and they were eating his bowels and he was saying, eat those shit filled bowels, you fuckheads or whatever. Uh, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just the, the level of his assholery is unparalleled in my opinion. Like the things he, he was pretty does. Yeah. Yeah. The things he does and says to the other characters are just beyond anything even remotely decent. And I think the whole point of that was to give us a character that we really, really wanted to see get eaten by zombies. Well, yeah, the the thing is, you know, if I was in that house and this was the zombie apocalypse and I went out to, you know, scavenge for some supplies and I got back knowing what I know and we're finally in a safe place and then this asshole comes in and wants to fuck with all that shit and really mess things up and go out and uh, destroy everything we've done to get here safe, I'd have shot him in the face about 30 seconds after he walked in the room. Well, and that's what it is. Like everybody watching this, I deny anyone to be like, I didn't want to kill that guy right away. He was just yeah. so horrible. I was looking for the assault rifle. I'd be like, who's got the assault rifle? Somebody put around in this guy's noggin. Like just, we just got to shut him up. And you know what? The thing about it is they, the show takes that whole idea. I mean, to the next level, in my opinion, because at one point they tie him up and gag him and throw him in the bathroom. Right. And while yeah. he's in there, um, they're out in the main room talking about what do they do about him. And so they're talking about killing him. That's fine. Like, you know, that's what you expect them to be talking about. But it's it's rare, Jason, where a character says, you know what? Let's not kill him. Let's just cripple him. Let's let's break <laughs> his ankles so badly that he'll never be able to walk again. That is almost worse, in my opinion. <sighs> I mean, murder is bad. Well, and and listen, murder yeah. is bad. Killing someone's bad. That's ending their life. Totally. But yeah. my God, like cutting a dude's feet off in the zombie apocalypse and then letting him live. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that kind of hits close to home. It's like when you, know, you, go, you watch a movie and like 37 people get shot in the face and then somebody takes a baseball bat to the knees. Everybody goes, oh, right. 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 Or you, you kill 47 people and then you shoot somebody's dog, you know, killing 47 people, that's, that's a bad thing to do, but everybody's like, would generally be okay with that. But if you shoot somebody's dog, you are a bad guy. You are like a you're, bastard. You are abs- that just, uh, that just cements it as, uh, as, as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, shooting 30 people in the face, well, it depends. Right? Like, right. you know, morale, you know, our moral judgment based on movies we've seen is just like, well, maybe he's a good guy, even though he shot 30 people in the face, but then he shot that dog. So we knew he was a bad guy after that. Right. Exactly. Well, this is the, the like one man human equivalent of that moral, uh, problem for me. Like, oh yeah. He would have totally shot somebody's dog. If he had the ability, if there was a dog there, he would have killed it. Oh, Patrick would have killed the dog right? for sure. But all, all I'm saying is like. <laughs> killing the guy is one thing maybe i'm desensitized because people are like you were saying get killed in movies and shows all the time people murder each other people 
you know, on The Walking Dead. It happens all the time. We've had these conversations before on all of the shows. It's like, what do we do with this person? They're a threat to us. So we can't, you know, let them leave. We can't whatever. Usually yeah. there's talk of um, uh, sending them away, ban banishing them. You can't do them. that in this situation. Right. You can't right. banish them in this situation. So the only options are murder or permanently cripple him. And I was, I I was kind of shocked by it. Yeah. And, you know, in this case, permanently crippling him, what does that buy you? That buys you an asshole that's going to still be an asshole, but he's going to be screaming uh, about his legs and now you're going to have to wipe his ass. I mean, it doesn't really help you. <laughs> and it's, if, I mean, what do you, you can't leave him there. You have to like drag him along with you. So it makes it even worse. So. Yeah. No, crippling is, I'm glad they brought it up, but it's still a bad idea. I, I'm just saying the whole idea of talking about it is what shocked me yeah. a little bit because you don't get that very often or ever no, on shows. No, you really don't. Yeah. Well, anyways, so Patrick, giant asshole. Um, what I like so much about this show is that I feel like it checks a lot of boxes for what it is and what it's trying to do. You know, it's a solid zombie horror. Uh, it's the, the zombies are scary as shit, man, because they are fast moving zombies. They are fast. Yeah, they are. And I, I kind of like this, uh, this style of zombie. Like they've, we've had these before, right? Like 28 days later, yep. even, uh, world war Z, uh, you know, have had fast zombies and it's, uh, Fast zombies are, or, you know, the rage virus or whatever, what have you, they run flat out. Like mm -hmm. there's no, they're dead, right? They're not going to get winded. No. They're just, they're just running flat out. There's, it's zero or everything. Like when I run, it's not everything. It's barely anything. <laughs> right. Because <Right. laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going like, ow, 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 ow. Because my knees hurt and my ankles hurt and I don't like running. I never have. Nope. Uh, so I, you know, a little bit of a jog, but. Uh, when you're dead and you have whatever, you know, zombie virus that these people have, it's just, uh, you know, it's just flat out. There's no, there's no, uh, nothing held back at no. all by any of them. And no. it's scary as hell. Yeah. They're scary as hell. And they're, they're, like you said, super fast and, and especially vicious. You know what I mean? They're not, yeah. they're not decaying broken bones and, you know, once they, they have a weak grab on you or something like that. These are full, fast, strong dead humans that are coming after you and, and, and still relentless, you know? So way scarier. The, the noises they make are a little bit different than you hear with yeah. zombies usually yeah. too. These were really animalistic and kind of low guttural sounds like growling noises rather than zombie moaning and stuff like that. So that added yeah. to the tension for me. Thought they were, yeah. thought they were really scary. And, and then the style of the show with a lot of super jerky handheld camera, I, I just added to the intensity for it. it. It amped up the panic and the tension for me, um, without making it ever really confusing, which I thought is quite the impressive feat here because often fast cutting handheld jerky camera is there to disguise you or to disguise things in the show that maybe are hard to do like fight scenes and choreography and yeah. stuff like that. But in this case, it was because people are running the fuck away as fast as they can. And, and <laughs> you know, sometimes you get zombie sort of point of view, which is just all over the place. And, uh, it just all worked really, really well for me to make a really scary show. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. The zombies were good. Uh, it did check a lot of, uh, zombie boxes, uh, you know, in general, Especially even at the end, the post credit scene was the zombies watching the television show in, from the mall. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. like, hey, they're in a mall. <laughs> check. Check. <laughs> yeah, they're in a mall. But not only that, I mean, another box this this show checks is just theme, thematically, right? It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's a simple kind of, but really effective metaphor because you've got, at the beginning, you've got all the fans you know, watching this Big Brother show and they're kind of portrayed as a bit, you know, brainless morons. They're watching yeah, yeah, the zombies. show. Yeah, zombies. Okay. Morons, yeah, zombie, yeah. You've got the people who are on the show in the house and they're vapid zombie people as well for the most part, you know, obsessed with fame and stuff like that. Uh, Pippa is especially dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Almost, almost too much in my opinion. She, although it was funny when she called the lamp a light machine. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? And she's well, with, I'm going to do that from now on, of course. Yeah, yeah. She's with Patrick and he's like, it's not a machine, you idiot. It's a lamp. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So a good, couple of good lines in the show. Um, and then, like you said, even the zombies themselves, they stare at a screen with movement on it. You know, they do it at the beginning and they're basically doing it in the final shot of the show, pretty much. Yeah. And I think that's just amazing, like satire of our celebrity and TV culture, you know? Oh yeah. It was absolutely satire. One of the, one of the things I liked was when Patrick, uh, he told, uh, one of the control operators, uh, near the beginning to cut away from, I think it was Pippa, uh, because he couldn't stand her stupid face anymore. Yeah. And then he's stuck in a room with her for like uh, a day and a half or yeah, whatever. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that was ironic. <laughs> that sucks for him. Uh, that sucks for her too. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, the world ends yet Big Brother is still on, right? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's pretty good. And then at the beginning again with Patrick, he's before they know what's happening. Uh, but something is going on outside, you know, the world is quickly crumbling, society's quickly crumbling. And we see that on some news broadcasts near the beginning. Right. And he is way more concerned that his big brother show will be preempted for news coverage about the downfall of society that's happening outside. He'd yeah. rather just have big brother keep broadcasting regardless yeah, of what's they're going not going to preempt us. Those sons of bitches. No, I know it's, it's so good. So, um, I thought all that was, you know, it's it, none of that is super deep or anything like that, just a satire kind of celebrity and TV culture, but it was there and it was done well in this, in this show, in my opinion. So I really appreciated it. Um, even one guy later on in the, uh, in the series, one of the guys in the house, I forget which one now, but he, he's sitting there speculating just, for, it's a short scene speculating that God is judging them. Remember? And he sits there and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't say like, you know, God is judging us as humans or whatever he says. He's judging our culture. And right. I was like, yep, that's exactly what this show is trying to say. It's like, this is the world, the pop culture world we live in. And it sucks. It does suck. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, despite the fact that we sit here every week and talk about a TV show. So what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? One of the other things I liked is that the, uh, the ending, the last two people left alive is a producer, one of the producers, the main character and, uh, one of the contestants, uh, and they're flipped. She's in the confessional, right. Uh, where she's talking to the camera and he's in he, the contestants in the control room. Uh, so I thought that was really neat that the, that it ended up with the, uh, the producer, on the show and the contestant in the control room. Yeah, that's great. I hadn't even thought of that too, but you're right. It's an amazing reversal of roles there, right? Yeah. And right then they the talk about, uh, you know, doing one last stand each, right? Like, let's just, uh, you know, open the door, let's go and get this thing done. And then it cuts away, fades away. And the next thing we see is both of them as zombies. Yeah. So the ending of this is uh, pretty chilling uh, in that regard because nobody survives. Yeah, they all die. That's why I was joking at the, at the beginning about a season two. Like, no, they're not going to make a season oh. two. Well, they're, it's because they're all dead. I get it. You're right. They are all dead. Um, and think about it, man. That is actually a fairly unusual thing for an apocalypse film or TV show, zombie or otherwise. Usually. It seems like we would get, yeah, usually we get a survivor girl. A right? survivor. And there's some sort of hope, even if it's just a glimmer, you know, um, this show has none of that. It ends. Everyone's dead. The world has ended. Like humanity yeah. is gone off the face of the earth. Nobody survives. There's no hope. And it's kind of depressing, but at the yeah. same time, refreshing <laughs> to have a show end <laughs> yeah. like this, you know? And, and as you say, even though the world has ended and everybody's dead, Big Brother is still on the air. Big Brother is still broadcasting. That's they right. did not get preempted. No. God, that's the most depressing <laughs> part about it all. <laughs> um... I mean, what else? I, I just thought, the, the so it checks those boxes. Solid zombie horror. Oh, I remember. Good gore. If you're into gore. It was, yeah, it was a lot of gore. There was a lot of gore and it's um, gross. Yeah, blood on the camera. Yeah, blood on the camera. And it's, Which I'm not a big fan of, but they had it. It still checks a box. It does check a box, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, what I, I'm just saying, if if you like you know, gory stuff, then you're going to get that in this. People are torn apart. Heads are ripped off. Um, 
one of the most, well, two of the most gory scenes, in my opinion, involve Patrick. One is when he's being eaten and yep. torn, ripped apart. And he, he keeps screaming and taunting these things until the moment his head is separated from his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you see that and it's gross. Um, the other one involves him when he's sitting there carving up the body to make a bait bowl because he thinks he can use some, you know, organs to distract some zombies to get away. Uh, and again, he's just sitting there just carving into this dead person, chopping them up into pieces. And it's super gross. It's really a commentary on reality television producers. Like it's it, like he just, he has no compunction whatsoever about carving up a body in order to achieve his goal, even though it is counter to everybody else's survival goal. Cause he has the idea. He's this smarmy producer. Who's the biggest asshole that anybody has ever met. Uh, and he is perfectly willing to carve up a body or kill people or do what he needs to do in order to achieve whatever he thinks is a good idea. Yeah, it's <laughs> the show is really on point with its with its metaphors and its portrayal of of these like heightened character types. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know you had the smarmy producers and the vapid reality contestants. Yeah, uh, who are just you know morons yeah. trying to achieve some kind of weird goal where they think that uh, being on reality television is the answer. Right. So, right. Sometimes it is. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, Flavor Flav really had a really good time. I think he was on a season of Big Brother. I have no idea. Never watched it. Um, but yeah, they 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 do. It's just so great with with that stuff. The other part of this that I, I mentioned off the top that we haven't really talked about is the fact that there is a couple of characters, or there are a couple of characters who are not in the Big Brother house, but they're out in the world. And you know, one of them is a guy named Rick who is the main character, Kelly's boyfriend, who is out yeah. in the world trying to get to her. Um, and I think all that stuff was really good and really effective. And it was there mostly to give us a better idea actually of what it was like outside of the house. Yeah. Right. And that actor was on another show that I really liked called The Night Of, which was uh, a really good show. Yeah. And Riz Ahmed, right? Is his name. Yeah. And this was before he was famous, but he's, he's, his fame has increased a lot, like real world, in the last ten years since this has been on. He was in Rogue One. Oh yeah, that's right. Riz Ahmed, right. right? So um, he's he's been pretty successful, uh, but uh, he was great. I thought he was really good. I it almost had some of my favorite scenes in the whole series uh, from the beginning when he's stuck in a train station and like nobody's around and it's all desolate. Uh, to when he runs into this other character whose name is Alex, I think. And she is someone who has seemingly figured out how to survive in this universe or in this apocalypse really quickly um, because of what she was forced to do, you know, right at the beginning. She talks about how having to shoot her best friend in the face and stuff like that. Um, And then they travel together for a little while. So you get a little bit of that apocalypse road trip movie going. and. and that was fun, and it gave us a good idea of sort of what it was like outside of the house, so we knew that, you know, if they did escape, what kind of dangers they'd be facing, and I think it was all perfect. It, w- it was good. It also checked another box there with the uh, the uh, apocalypse road trip. The car breaks down, and uh, he says it broke down because there's like bits of skin and hair and stuff in the engine. Right. Uh, and that definitely would make your car break down if you had to run over... 10 or 15 zombies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then so. she slaps him in the face and said, that's for not fixing the car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, he stood there until it was nighttime trying to do it, which was too well, long. I mean, that's gross. I mean, you open up the hood and the car's broken because uh, you've got fucking hair and bits of brain in your engine. It's gross. Like the only thing you can do is pick out the bits. And even then, if you got... You know, if you were running the engine with bits of flesh and hair and junk inside the engine, it's all ground up in the gears and in the pistons. And it's like, you're not getting that shit out of there. No. You got to overhaul that engine before you frigging can drive it again. Yeah, yeah. You you definitely, they should have moved on sooner from that. Uh, Instead, they got stuck there in the night and then they're being chased by zombies. And like you said, they're full on 
full on running fast zombies. So, um, but I like that stuff. They go into a house for a while and then they, they take a boat, a motorboat down the river. And I, I always feel like shots of like lone boats on rivers, especially in apocalypse stuff like this are always really striking for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's like seeing that one boat on a river, like it's the last boat you're ever going to see on there for some reason always gets to me. So, um, that stood out for me and I think it was, it was a fun, I also just think it's a fun way to travel in the apocalypse by boat down a river. Well, yeah, it gives you, uh, a lot of, well, a couple of things. One is, uh, not a lot of people can walk through a river. Right. And, and be able to just be there. True. So you're driving down the middle of a river. You've got a, a, a wide avenue of being able to see something coming. Mm-hmm. And even if you can see something coming <laughs> at the best case scenario, it's going to take them a while to wade through the river to get to you. Right. They can't just run up to you like you're on a road. Right. Uh, so, you know, driving down the river and you can, you know, as long as it's a nice wide river with long, even bends. Uh, you can see things coming a mile away and you just kind of tool down the river. It's a very safe place to be. It's true. And as, long, as long as it's not a shark zombie apocalypse, <laughs> yes. then you're in trouble. Then you're in trouble. I also find something, not that we really got it in this, but uh, whenever you see a lot of bodies floating in a body of water, yeah. like corpses floating in a body of water, that's uh-huh. really disturbing to me for some reason. Yeah, don't drink the water in that case. Even more so than when you have like, you know, roads littered with bodies, which we see all the time on The Walking Dead. Well, floaters, you know, they just because the uh, the decomposing gases inside the cavities of your body uh, make you lighter than water, and you start to float. Sure, right? that that's why you float. Okay, well, why I, you see floating bodies? I, I just, really because because they're decomposing at that point. That's just like yeah, you know, heightens the grossness. Well, I just find it upsetting generally. It would be. All right. Well, dead set overall. Great show, in my opinion. Uh, really liked it. Sounds like you did too. I did. There's a couple of quotes that I would like to uh, just bring up. So one of them was, I forget the exact situation, but uh, when there was a gun pointed at this uh, at one of the characters, and he kept saying, "I'm normal. I'm normal. I'm normal. I'm a normalite." Right. <laughs> that <laughs> was uh, that was Rick. Yeah. Every time, he, like he didn't at the beginning didn't know what was going on, other than there were some, uh, you know, dead monsters walking around. And you're right. Someone pointed a gun, and he. It was like, I'm normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the other one was when, uh, the, uh, the main character and her boyfriend were, uh, making out in that room. And then he had to go and get something from the shop. I think it was nicotine gum or whatever. And that's why he left. Yeah. Uh, in the opening season. <laughs> and then somebody else walked in and went, it smells like fingering in here. Oh God. <laughs> yes. There was it that made me one. laugh. <laughs> it's funny. That's for sure. <laughs> but... <laughs> A little, uh, I don't know, not. Well, it's crass. Crass, that's the word, it's crass. It's still funny, though. I suppose. Because it's just, it's such a slight, right? Like, how is that possible, first of all? (laughs) Uh, So, it's just a weird way to phrase it. Yeah. uh, I found it amusing. It amused me. Well, it is amusing, that's for sure. It's it's not something I've ever heard said before. No, it, it definitely hasn't been a phrase that I've ever said or heard. No. All right. Yet. Right. Um, some of the, the, uh, dialogue and the, the writing here was very British too. Um, I actually watched most of this with the subtitles on just so I could not miss some things because I was focusing on, uh, some of the Britishisms or even their accents. Not that I have problems understanding a British accent, but I mean, Pippa was hard to understand when she was you know, full on emotional and saying something stupid. <laughs> okay. So I don't, I don't recall ever missing anything, but I may have, my brain have, may have glossed over it. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I did. So re- super British, but, um, also super good and super British doesn't equal bad. Not that No, I'm, it I'm absolutely not, does not. Not trying to say that in any way. Uh, some of my best friends are British. Uh, <laughs> now I'm just digging myself a hole. Um, okay. So, I loved it. I loved uh, Dead Set. I highly recommend you watch it. It's a quick watch. It's on Netflix right now. It's on Netflix Canada. I assume that means it's on Netflix USA as well. Not necessarily. Not if it's British. Well, damn it. I hope it is. Hope Hopefully it is for all our, our friends in the States. Uh, but watch it if you can. Somehow it's really good. Yeah, we get a lot, of, we get a lot more British content than, uh, than the US does. Hmm. 
Okay, well, it's lucky for us, but yeah, hopefully it's out there. It's because we watch it. I guess so. We watch a lot it. of it and then yeah. eat it all up. It's great stuff. Very good. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Talking Dead podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. So it's only, like I said, it's only a week before we record our next episode now, which is going to be about Fear the Walking Dead, Season uh, 5, Episode 9, called Channel 4. That is airing this Sunday night, and we'll be recording our podcast about it next Thursday, whatever day that is. Um, Thursday. Yeah, whatever. Um, Oh, I just remembered. I have something else to do on Thursday, but I don't think it'll affect the podcast. All right, so that's going to happen then. In the meantime, everyone, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that by visiting TalkingDeadPodcast.com. And uh, there's a send voicemail link at the top, which allows you to record a message right into your computer. You can also use your smartphone if you have one and record messages and then just email them to us. That is a great way to do it. You can email those to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash the talking dead or on Twitter at talking dead. If you would like to help support the show, that is something we very, very much appreciate. You can do that by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash the talking dead. In case that's uh, confusing, it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com, patreon.com slash the talking dead. And there you can make a very, very small monthly pledge to help support the show and offset all the costs that uh, go into making this podcast. If that's not your thing, you can make a one-time donation at talkingdeadpodcast.com slash PayPal, which is really quick and easy and, like I said, one time. So we appreciate everyone who listens and who chooses to support the show. All right. So we will be back in about a week's time, everyone. Uh, in the meantime, go watch Dead Set. And until then, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.